Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in 30 minutes or less. Today's movie we're going to be reviewing is Hell House LLC, The Carmichael Manor, written and directed by Steven Cognetti, starring Bridget Rose Parada, 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 we're going Parada, as Margot, Destiny Leilani Brown as Rebecca, and James Liddell as Chase. The plot of this one is... A group of cold case investigators stay at the Carmichael Manor. After four nights, the group was never heard from again. What is discovered on their footage is even more disturbing than anything found on the Hell House tapes. So this movie is a prequel. There's a whole series. We're going to talk about it. But 30 Screams or Less starts now. Corey, what did you think of Hell House? So LSD Origins, Carmichael Manor. It's a long ass name, isn't it? Yeah. So you just mentioned that this is a prequel. Admittedly, I did not know that this was part of a franchise until I was basically until you got to the Abaddon Hotel part in this movie. I was like, what the fuck? I don't know any of this. And sure enough, I looked it up. But yeah, I made an ultimate new move here. And uh, yeah. So otherwise, um, found footage. I, I do love found footage movies, but this one is um, like we briefly talked about this before we started recording. I was on the fence about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wanted to rate it really high at first because it was one of those thinkers. You you finish it and you're like, holy shit, what did I just watch? But you think about it more and you're like, that was kind of lame. Yeah, like you think about it and you're like, holy shit, what did I just watch? And then you really think about it and go, holy shit, what did I just watch? Yeah, so I'm going to have to go back and watch. Is it there's two before this? Three. Three? Yeah, yeah. So this movie for me, uh, I've seen the other ones. And the amount of found footage films that I have seen is like catastrophic levels. Because there was a point in time where that's all that was on our TV for like two months straight was just found footage films. And I've seen some garbage found footage films. Let me tell you, there's one in particular. I can't even remember the name of it, but like I wanted to burn this movie if I could ever find a physical version of it. Cause I was, it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So was Uh, it, was it that bad or is it just like it fucked with you? No, it was just bad, bad, bad. Like we're talking the, uh, what the fuck's the name of that movie? The one that we reviewed. Oh, the anchor. Like, oh god worse mm. i thought it was so stupid so slow it was black and white it was oh wait no it wasn't black and white it was just shitty looking it looked like it was filmed on like an iphone 4 or some bullshit it was bad looking the story sucked and the acting was horrible but i can say this though the hell house series is great overall pretty awesome this one in particular for me i thought fell a little flat it just felt like not a lot happened up until a certain point then a lot happened in a short span of time, and then it ended so abruptly. And I think the whole point of the ending abruptly is because, well, they mysteriously disappeared, right? Like something happened, no one really knows. 
Yeah, they made it to what, footage. like, they were going to spend five days in this house, and they made it to day four, and that's the last anyone ever heard of them. Right, exactly. And at the beginning of this, I was trying to figure out where the hell is the connection in this movie? Like, if you haven't seen any of the other Hell House movies, you're not going to even figure out what the hell the connection is until it's like you know, halfway in the movie and you're going, oh, okay, these clowns were part of the Abaddon Hotel and they're part of a clown cult, I guess. Something like that, Corey, right? They were mentioning uh, yeah. something. I'm like, yeah. I'm good. I don't want a part of a clown cult. That's, dude, I love the mannequins. I mm. thought they were super, I don't know, they looked realistic and they probably were humans just wearing makeup, but oh, yeah, I don't for know. Sure. I love those. Yeah, Especially I like, like that that closing scene with uh, Margot walking down the hallway and the big ones just walking behind her. Oh, yes. I thought that was amazing. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there were some parts in this where I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. Right. So the whole time you're thinking that these clowns are just mannequins and you look at them and you're just like, OK, that's not a mannequin. These are clearly people dressed up as clowns, but they have to paint the picture that it is a mannequin. So at some point. The clown is showing up in the hallway, right? And not moving. And it's part of the whole story. You see these clowns moving to different spots and you start thinking that, are they real? Or are these just mannequins that are able to be put in certain spots? Don't really know. So I have a question for you regarding these clowns when they first discover them. Mm -hmm. So they're walking through the house with the caretaker, Donald was his name, right? And they get to this room, the storage room. And he says, I've never been in that room. Am I mistaken? He said he didn't even have the key for it. Yeah, I don't think he said he had the key for it. He said he didn't have the key for it. Yeah, and then somehow they were able to just get in because, as you <laughs> see, there was a scene where you see Margot and she's standing outside the door. So this door just so happened to be open and she's looking in and that's when she sees, you know, all this stuff. So she sees the clown. She sees some of the carny stuff that would, they would have at carnivals. Uh, honestly, that didn't even really get explained in the other Hell Houses. And that's the whole point of this origin story is that, okay, they actually had um, like this whole clown setup where you play clown games. And it was like these two people that were part of it. And then they created this little cult thing, even though it wasn't even really a big cult. It almost seemed like it's just three dudes hanging out dressed as clowns being fucking weird. But I think that's why she was so freaked out is because the door was just randomly open and she saw those clowns. So that's that's what it was like the caretaker left and then the door just appeared to be open. And that's what mm -hmm. I, OK. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So when you see that, I was like, oh, cool. You know, they're back. Any other Hell House movies, you would see them at the Abaddon Hotel. Um, it was Hell House LLC, the first one. They were turning it into a haunted house. They came across those clowns that were in the basement and, you know, they were joking around with it and like thinking it's uh, it's fake or whatever. Right. And then they start seeing these clowns being put in different spots or you see like certain small little movements that really kind of freaked you out watching it. And you're just like, shit, that thing just move. That's the beauty of these movies is like the subtleness that happens with uh, the clown movement and stuff. I think that's really cool. They did a little bit of that in this one too. Um, the girl with the mask, right? You remember this one where like the arm was out from the wall? You remember this scene? Yeah, where, where was she was like, peeking around the corner. It was the daughter, right? Right. It was like Chase was just by himself. The girls went to a gift shop, but uh, that had a bunch of Abaddon Hotel stuff. So Chase is just by himself hanging out, vibing, and he sees like a red ball just fucking going down the hall. Like, you know, a little almost like clown nose ball, like that kind of red ball thing, right? That's what I thought they were, clown noses, because these pop up many times throughout the movie. 
Right. And of course, he hears a child laughing, which never a good sign in a horror movie. Every time you hear that, it's like, no, this ain't going to be good. Can't trust little kids laughing. And that's when he sees the arm from like the corner of the wall. And he's like, hello, trying to freaking get its attention. He doesn't know what the hell it is. And then you see like the girl with the mask kind of slowly peek out and then slide back away from the corner like she's not there. I love that scene, though, because they showed us sort of the backstory of that girl before this happened. I believe it was, was it Catherine Carmichael? Yeah, it was Catherine like they, Carmichael. They, they showed past day of her. Right. And then it, I thought it was a really cool uh, explanation of who she was. Yeah, I think it was quite important to have the explanation because uh, you wouldn't really know like who the clowns were or why this girl was dressing up like that way and, and things like that. You needed that picture painted so that way you can latch on to shit in this movie. I thought though they were necessary, it felt like they were jumping around a little too much by throwing those scenes in. Because one second you're like watching the found footage and all of a sudden you're jumping to that scene. And I don't feel like there was a lot of cohesiveness jumping from scene to scene like that. No, you're right. They, they definitely hopped around a lot. Yeah. And sometimes that can actually really ruin the flow of an overall movie. At least that's what I think. Because if you're jumping around all over the place now, you're like, wait, what just happened there? Oh, yeah, this. OK, now this. And you're trying to like remember what the hell happened. And when you're watching a movie, you shouldn't have to try to remember what the hell just happened and constantly be like, what? I'm sorry, I'm glad I'm lost. I, you know, I missed this one thing. You have to go back. Yeah, it should like just naturally flow all the way through. So some of that just felt like it jumped around a little bit. So I will say, though, that scene with Rebecca having a meeting with her boss on Zoom about like those houses she was trying to sell. Yeah, that was a good scene. Go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah, you know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah. That what was... appears in the background. Oh, yeah, that was so twisted. Just uh, it was like a random person just appearing in the background. And she's like, what the hell is that? You know, I didn't take that photo. And like there's these are all photos that she didn't take. Right. Yeah. It's basically the room she's sitting in. Exactly. The room she's sitting in and she was thinking that someone's behind her taking a photo of her and thinking that's her. And the boss that she was talking to, she's like, did you mean to show me these? Is this part of the presentation? Like she had no idea what the hell was going on. She was just thinking that there was a like a decent property for sale and she was trying to show her, you know, we could probably sell this thing. But no, that was a really cool scene. You know what I thought was a cool scene, too? And it was so out of nowhere. It was the girl on the bed, just all bloody. Do you remember that? Rebecca had the camera and she was like in her pajamas still kind of getting ready. And she's holding the camera to her, like, you know, just filming herself. And she turns and on the bed is that lady that's like covered in blood. Oh, yeah. She's all hacked up. Yeah. Yeah. See, I love that scene. I thought that was really cool, too. I love little things that happen like that, especially shadow play. So there was a, another scene where there was like this shadow. It looked like of a person and Chase went to go see what the hell it was. And there was no one there, obviously. I love that kind of stuff in movies, too. Shadow stuff, mirrors, things in the background. We've, we've already talked about how I love things that happen in the background of movies because sometimes it's so out of focus and you're looking you're like whoa what the hell was that i love that kind of aspect when it comes to uh, a lot of horror movies yeah and it's it's not i don't think it's done enough in horror films these days because you can make a lot of use out of the background of what's going on in the foreground of oh, a camera absolutely. shot yeah because 
half the time you're focused on what's in front of you. So you have your subject in front of you, you're freaking looking at them and you're, you're really focused on them. And then you kind of see at the corner of your eyes, like movement behind them. That's not supposed to be there. I think that is a great approach in horror movies. Whenever directors do it, I love it because it catches you so off guard. And, yeah. and how House LLC Carmichael Manor did that. But the clowns, they're great characters. They're in every single one of them. You'll go back. You'll see. I'm sure you're going to watch at least one or two of them, right? If not all of them. Uh, yeah. The I just looked at my letterbox and the original is actually on my watch list. So it's funny oh. that I said I didn't know about this, but apparently I did. Apparently you did. Well, I mean, you find out from your Reddit people, right? Um, yeah, Reddit. And lately it's <laughs> as funny as it sounds, TikTok. Oh, yeah. You know, horror TikTok, not bad. Not bad yeah, at all. There's, there's a lot a, of stuff. There is a lot of good stuff on there. TikTok is underrated when it comes to these communities. There's like the horror community in there, and then you have your true crime community. Oh, my God. You can go down a rabbit hole with that shit. Let me tell you. There's all yeah. sorts of friggin'. There's all sorts of stuff with like killers and court things and whatever and tons of it have you seen the ones where people will take like a serial killer and they'll use ai to have the serial killer tell a story of all the shit that they did no what the yeah. hell is that like it'll be a photo let's say jeffrey dahmer so it'll be a photo of jeffrey dahmer and then they'll use ai to replicate his voice and he'll basically talk about all the things he did but they do it with different serial killers throughout history it's yeah. fucking cool oh wow that's on tiktok there's one with gacy yeah there's a ton out there Oh, God. And you know what? They need to do that. And they need to have like Jeffrey Dahmer reading some sort of book, right? Like The Grapes of Wrath or something. And it's just Dahmer reading The Grapes of Wrath. Okay. How about a Dr. Seuss book? <laughs> that too. I think more people would gravitate towards Dr. Seuss than uh, the other one. Audiobooks read by Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer reacts. Just react videos. <laughs> well, let's watch Jeffrey Dahmer playing Call of Duty. Oh, my God. The possibilities are endless with AI voices of Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Oh, I think we I think we struck gold here. Yeah. Now it's going to get stolen because this is yeah. going to go out in the public and 20 people are going to hear it. I've already copyrighted it. Sorry, everyone. Oh, perfect. You filed that patent like while we're talking. Yeah, I have a patent button. It's like a macro on my keyboard. It's Just like making sure. It's like a Staples Easy button and said it's a patent button for all the incredible shit we come up with on this thing. Oh, tons. Like, Oh, yeah. We didn't even <laughs> talk about this. The Fear Street series. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I didn't even post anything on social media. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for since the beginning, it seems like Corey and I are these prophets. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, every we talk about something and then it happens. Exactly. It's so weird. So that happened with Fear Street. It happened with Chimera. There was another one. I'm sure of it because I remember there was three of them. I just can't remember specifically what it was. But this happened again, literally on the last Fear Street review that we did. We were just like, I would definitely love to see another Fear Street movie. They should come out with one, just one standalone movie thing. And what happens? Oh, it's yeah, in talks. They, no, it's being written right now. It was announced by Netflix that... A standalone movie is happening for Fear Street. Go figure. We called that. You know, I think, Corey, I think we might be a little bit more popular than we think. We might have to actually sue Netflix. We just might. We might have to go through our shit, right? And go, all right, when did we talk about this? All right, when did Netflix start writing this? Okay, now we need a pay cut. Hmm. I like where this is going. We might, able, we might be able to finally afford our server costs. 
There we go. And speaking of server costs, <laughs> buy our merch. <laughs> <laughs> buy buy a shirt. Buy a shirt. Just so I can rent movies going forward. I need to pay for my movie pass subscription. Are you still doing that? Uh yeah. I actually just um I did it not too long ago. I pay twenty bucks a month. I get hundred forty four credits. Movies on average are like twenty ish credits or less. So you can watch a bunch of movies a month. Mm. It's it's not bad. Uh, I don't think I go to movies enough to justify the plan that I have. I might downgrade it a little bit, but we'll see. It's cool to have, though. And now I can actually do tickets from home. That's the beauty of this now. I could just be like, oh, okay, I want tickets to this movie, and I just do it from my house. I don't have to be a friggin' block from the uh, theater just to make it happen. Wait a minute. What? You said so you yeah. had to be at the theater to buy tickets? Or like in proximity to the theater. That's how it was before. Why? I have no clue. I think this is my opinion, right? My opinion is they were trying to capitalize on theaters not having enough seats sold, right? So they're probably just like, okay, if people are in the area, we can give them the opportunity to use the movie pass to buy the tickets. So that would be my guess as to what they were trying to capitalize on to, you know, just get people in the theaters. This time now, it's a little different for, for me. I have... 144 credits a month. I exchange those credits for a seat at the movies. So I like 20 credits or something like that. I freaking go see Saw X, whatever. And then I go see the movie. I have like a card. It's like a movie pass card. You swipe it like a regular credit card and you're able to get in. Wow. It's interesting. It's very interesting. That's so special. It is pretty special. I'm glad you can uh, get use out of this, Steve. I am getting use out of it. It's um, it's good. If you want to go to the movies, it's like... All right. Well, I've been paying for movies on a monthly basis. So, all right, let's go. You know, so are you going to be able to use this when you're back here? Yeah. Yeah. All I'll right. be able to use it. You can use it wherever. And now it actually supports IMAX. Before it didn't do IMAX. Now it does IMAX. So that's fucking great because I love going to IMAX movies. But yeah, this officially has become a, a commercial for MoviePass. It's been like six minutes fucking MoviePass advertisement. Yeah. Well, because the thing is... With Hell House, LLC, the Carmichael Manor, I don't really have a lot to talk about it. There's a couple things that I liked. There's some really cool scenes, like the girls going through the woods trying to find Chase. Chase just ran off somehow, but I think we all know what happened. The clowns took him. He's gone. He's he's the first one that's missing up the whole crew. And the girls were out in the uh, the woods trying to find him. They see a bunch of people in cloaks. Uh, so I yeah, thought yeah. that was freaky. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's what I was going to say. Like this whole sequence here was probably like my favorite part of the movie was Margot and Rebecca decide to smarten up and leave the house finally. And they're trying to find Chase and they're walking through the woods and they stumble across probably members of the cult. Mm -hmm. So they turn around and they go back to the house and then they start getting texts from Chase. Well, what we think is Chase saying he met some new friends that want to meet them. And then Margot's stupid ass was like, oh, come up to my room. I'd love to meet them. Oh, yeah. So this is like the end of the movie. She's like, oh, yeah, come over. Come on to the room. We're here. Just chilling, hanging out. And Rebecca was like, uh, no, because it's not Chase. It doesn't sound like Chase. Chase wouldn't just run off with some new friends. He was there with them. You don't just fucking run off with some random people that no one even knows. No one's even seen. So she knew something was up. They opened the door. Chase isn't there naturally. And then they get a text saying, you let them in. And I was like, that's that's twisted. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah. A little creepy. Uh, and that's when everything starts going off the rails. Yeah, but then they found Chase. 
and he's just uh, missing his eyeballs now. Yeah, exactly. He was missing his eye, bleeding from the eyes. And they're like, Chase is hurt. I'm like, no, Chase is freaking dead. Like, if your eyeballs are gouged out like that and you're bleeding from the mouth, it's pretty safe to say uh, you're not doing too well and you're probably not going to last much longer. Yeah, I don't know. So right after this, I mean, Margot clearly gets clapped. Margot's dead. Rebecca's, uh, you know, running away from the clown that's just straight up walking after her like he's Jason Voorhees. And then it just kind of ends. Well, we get another flashback. Oh, yes, we get another flashback. Okay. So we get a flashback about Patrick Carmichael. And if if I'm understanding this correctly, Patrick Carmichael was the the bigger clown this whole Mm -hmm. time, the one that was essentially killing people. Right, right. So, yeah, Patrick, that's right. Patrick was just like being super weird and he goes into that room where the other clowns were and he is hanging out behind them and and it kind of ends like that right that's what i'm trying to remember yeah that, that's, yeah. that's exactly what it was okay he, he right. basically has his mask off and he's like i don't want to do this anymore or something yeah like he he's clearly just like i don't know possessed oh absolutely 100 percent possessed and so. so yeah this is kind of what we mean when this whole sequence of events that we just described it just happens all at once and then the movie ends. But before that, there were just was not a lot of stuff going on. If anything, I can say this. It builds tension to the end. So it's building that suspense. It's building tension. You're just like, all right, what's next? What's next? What's next? Oh, this whole sequence is next. And then so, it ends. Yeah, I love when uh, when a movie can do that well. Is yeah. build tension for let's just say an hour and a half is a typical horror film, unless you're Terrifier two and it's two and a half. But uh, <laughs> yeah, building tension and mm-hmm. eventually, you know, you you have all your acts of the movie and then the final act, everything kind of climaxes. And uh, this movie did a good job with building tension and and dread. Oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. When it comes to this movie, there's um like the clowns are definitely creepy. They obviously add to that tension. You see them and. When you go in the room, sometimes you see them and you think they're looking at you. There was one scene that I thought was creepy as anything was when Chase woke up and the clown was in the room, but clown wasn't moving at all, right? Just standing there. And I could have swore that the clown's face slightly moved as he was like leaving the room. Doing slight movements like that kind of plays with your mind because you're thinking, um, is he still the whole time? Oh, no, I think I saw him move. And you're kind of playing along with the movie now with doing that. Yeah. I, I do remember that, and I, I think you're right. Yeah, I think he may have moved a little bit, but you question it, because if it was a big move, like if he just straight turned his head right, I don't think it'd be as scary as if someone just slightly turning their face a little bit, and it's just messing with you. It messes with the audience that are trying to figure out whether it's a freaking still a mannequin or if it's a person dressed up as a clown. So um, pretty much that's it. That's how the movie ends. Corey... What do you give Hell House LLC Carmichael Manor? Um, I'm going to give this one a three out of five dead kids. Um, I thought it was a decent mockumentary slash like a found footage film. Does a great job explaining the past. Like I said, I haven't seen the others. So this one kind of the, the flashbacks kind of filled everything into me. You know what I mean? Um, did a great job explaining all that. Kept you on the edge of your seat the whole time. One thing I really loved about this movie was the sound design. Um, I thought the sound design was really good. Okay. And my biggest gripe was this fucking movie dragged a lot at times. It, yes, it really did. And it does happen with some of the other ones, but I feel the other ones are a little bit more entertaining than this one. 
So, uh, yeah, I agree. The sound design, great. It kind of freaks you out a little bit, especially in a big house like that where there's a lot of echoes. You know, if you're hearing a bouncing ball or something, I can only imagine what this movie sounds like with headphones on. I'm sure it sounds pretty awesome. Dude, it's I, I there's this <laughs> TikTok again. There's this guy that I follow that does a lot of um sound design, sound effects for like movies and stuff. Okay. And it'll show how they make the sounds. He did this one where he took like a green pepper and he's basically got the green pepper in his hands and he's rolling it around in his hands, sort of like a baseball, and it's making these noises that he showed were used as the sound effects for like a bra- uh, a zombie tearing someone's head apart and eating the brains. You are got you got to be kidding me! No, wow. it was a fucking green pepper that they were just crushing, and it's making that noise. You put a microphone really close to it. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, so when you do little shit like that, like I'd love to watch like if there's a documentary out there on like horror movie sound design, please let me know. Like tweet us i'd love to watch it oh yeah definitely hit us up hashtag 30 screams or less let us know or yeah or just dm us i think we're pretty open with our dms yeah i'd love to like i said i'm learning i'm learning a lot on tiktok and that probably sounds so fucking stupid coming from a 38 year old dude but (laughs) dude i'm 41 and i watch tiktok i don't like i i like it you get sucked into that wormhole though for sure so Corey, same deal for me i'm gonna give it a three out of five as well I felt it was pretty much kind of run-of-the-mill, found-footage type movie. Mockumentaries, I think I've come to this conclusion, are really just kind of hit or miss for me. Uh, sometimes they're awesome. A lot of the times I'm just like, eh, okay, I get it. Um, Lake there Mongo was, one was that cool. We, that's uh, the one I was thinking, yeah. I was like, there was one that we did that we really liked, and I, I, I think it was Lake Mungo. Yeah, it was definitely Lake Mungo that we liked. I remember that. And then there was, uh, what was that other one with, like the the zombies and stuff like that or was it zombies remember it was the guy oh geez what the heck is the name of that movie we reviewed it it was japanese right no it wasn't japanese it was the one where this the whole town was dead and there was only one survivor left and the whole thing is told throughout uh the photos that he was taking the whole time oh yeah i don't know forgettable i I know (laughs) we obviously didn't like it we can't remember it uh i fell asleep during it like twice it's just, uh, when it comes to documentaries, it can really just bore the shit out of me. A lot of these things, sometimes they are super fascinating and I'm sitting there and I'm freaking like, I'm into it. I'm like really learning something. This is really cool. But then there's some other ones where it just feels like they're complete monotone all the way through. Just like, so this happened and blah, 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 that kind of deal. You know, and that lulls me to sleep like you wouldn't believe it. So a lot of documentaries do that for me. So I put them on at night. I sleep like a baby. It's beautiful. It's like a, it's a lullaby for you. It is a lullaby for me, but it's, it's people talking. I can't hear, I can't listen to some people just talk because if there's no inflection in their voice, there's like, if it's just straight monotone all the way, it puts me to sleep. It's like school. Like in high school, I was always sleeping in class. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Because the teachers didn't want to like change their inflection of their voice. So they would just straight monotone the whole time. And I'm sitting there. My head is freaking bobbing. You know, just I'm about to pass out and hit the desk. Some of the best naps I've ever had in my life. I hear that, dude. You know, Fix you it. wake up on the desk and just drool all over it. You know, you've had a good nap. Or you got drool all over your shirt. No, all over the desk. Okay. Yeah, just a puddle. <laughs> uh, just a, a literal puddle. And you would think the teacher would be like, Steve, wake up. And I go, oh, okay. No, I would sleep through the whole class. I would hear the bell ring. And that's how, that was how I woke up. What fucking school did you go to? I could never get away with that where I went, where, like, here. What the hell? It was a technical school. 
Oh, okay. So it doesn't yeah. matter. No, not really. Hey, I still made it through. But this movie, as I was kind of saying, very run of the bill, very middle of the road. It was just there. Didn't do anything for me. Do I want to go back and watch it again? No. Would I watch it again if it was on? Sure. I'm going to forget it. I'm going to be like, what the hell happened in that movie again? A year from now, I'm just going to be like, I don't even really remember it. It's- so what what sucks for me is like, after seeing this first, I don't have any interest in watching the other ones. Oh, no. That's not good. Uh, at nope. least watch the first one. The first one's good. Yeah, and... so you're telling me it's good, so I might have to do it. Yeah, I would at least watch that. If you like it, go with the second one. The second one's good. Third one is meh. And then this one is eh, not a fan. Didn't really like it. Three out of five for me. Uh, just didn't love it. Didn't hate it. Just it was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. It's a fair review. I think it's a fair review. Uh, Corey, you were going to give it a little bit of a higher rating. Then you realize, yep, you know what? You're right. I had it rated uh, four out of five at first, but we were talking before we hit the record button and I'm like, yeah, I really didn't like this. Yeah, no, I don't think it's four territory. I don't think it's two territory. That's for sure. So that's why I went three. No, it's two, not two, bad. No, it's not bad by any means. It's maybe I'm just not the biggest fan of that kind of genre. There's some movies, like I said, are, are great. But then a lot of garbage. There is a, so much garbage for found footage. But I guess the same could be said for literally anything. Like there's thousands upon thousands of slasher films out there that are just freaking dog shit, right? They're just awful. So I think it doesn't even matter the genre. I think it's personal preference. And for me, found footage films, they're not my first choice. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we should do more found footage movies? Of course. Yeah. No, I'll watch them because some of them are good. Some of them I'm like, oh, shit, that's fucking crazy. Cloverfield, for instance, that's a found footage film. That thing's awesome. Yeah, what was it? What was the sequel called? Something Lane, right? Yeah, Cloverfield Lane. Lane. I love that one. That was good, too. But that wasn't found footage. That was just good. It was a good film. There was a lot of tension in that one. Cloverfield in space. The only connection was the monster at the end. At least that's what I thought. I didn't see anything that really kind of tied the two together other than that. Cloverfield in space? No, it's called something. It's called Cloverfield Paradox, but it's in space. Oh, right. Okay. I was like, what? I missed one. Yeah. Cloverfield X. Yeah, that's the Netflix one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which it was okay. I don't really remember it all that much. I do remember the ending and be like, that's how? That's that's the connection? Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. But so some found footage films are great. I've seen more bad than good for those. But the first Hell House pretty good highly recommend checking that out this one if you're into found footage check it out why not it's on shutter not a long one it's like an hour and a half hour and a half hour 45 something like that it's not that long yeah I, that's why I, I i suggested this to you because i was on shutter just kind of browsing and this was what like one of their trending films so yeah so um, it just came out on a, what october 30th i think something like that okay yeah it's a, an hour and 38 minutes it came out october 30th Also known as What the Fuck Is That? It's called What the Fuck Is That? Yeah. On IMDb, there's the also known as, and you see like three circles and a bunch of Russian letters. I don't know. A bunch of crazy looking letters. And I can't read that. I don't know that language. Where the fuck are you looking? All right. I mean, I'm going to look at your uh, share screen. Yeah, look at my share screen. Okay. Also known as, oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm assuming that's LLC. No, that's wrong. If y'all could see what the hell we're seeing right now, just go to IMDb, look up Hell House LLC Carmichael Manor, and scroll all the way down to the bottom. You'll see also known as, and it's just a bunch of characters. 
I think that's Russian. Yeah, that probably is. That was my first guess. Yeah. So, all right. I think we can actually start wrapping it up here. Everyone, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, Threads, all of those. Leave us a five-star review on all podcast platforms so we can get some more exposure. Of course, be sure to tell your friends. We're also part of the Shining Wizards Network. Be sure to visit ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. They're an awesome podcast network with podcasts ranging from horror to heavy metal to wrestling, all sorts of good stuff, all podcasts that really just do it for us. So check them all out. ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. Got some great stuff up there. Be sure to visit 30 Screams or Less for all previous episodes and transcripts to go with those episodes. And if there's anything you want us to review, send an email to 30screamsorless at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Use that hashtag 30screamsorless or just slide in our DMs. We're open. Slide right into them. Just slide right in there. I'm waiting. <laughs> okay. You have to make it weird. Why not? I always have to make it weird. But anyways, buy our damn merch, please. That's the worst way to ask people. Please buy our fucking merch. No, seriously, buy our merch. We got some. Please, we have some awesome shirts up there. Uh, Coffee mugs, coasters, all sorts of good stuff. If you go to thirtyscreamsless.com, you're gonna see our shop there at the very top. Click the link and just buy everything, just so we can pay our hosting costs. All right, everyone. With that said, I'm Steve and I'm Corey, and thanks for listening to Thirty Screams or Less. And don't forget to drink your beans. Emily Rudd, I still haven't heard from you about escaping to our own private island for eternity. Mm-hmm.